Welcome to the Retire Notes podcast series about preparing for retirement. I'm Bruce Manners, the author of Retirement Ready and founder of the retirenotes.com website. Today I'm in conversation with Jill Weeks, who has broad experience in the retirement field. She's the author of Where to Retire in Australia, Retire Busy, and 21 Ways to Retire, and she's a broadcaster featured regularly on ABC Radio. Thank you for your time, Jill. Thanks very much, Bruce. Yes, and congratulations on being asked to write for a worldwide guide on retirement about where to retire in Australia. That sounds like a bit of an honour. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was an honour. Actually, I didn't really expect it at all. And then, so it is a great honour to give um, some thoughts about uh, great places and what to look for in uh, retirement destinations in Australia. Yes. Well, you've written the book on where to retire in Australia, so I guess that helps. <laughs> it does. Yes. <laughs> Now, today we're talking about seven tips to consider should you retire to a holiday spot. And by the way, it's great timing for us now when summer's here and some people will be spending time away at favourite holiday locations. Would they be tempted to retire there? Is it good to retire in a holiday spot? I guess that's the question. Yeah, well, it's an interesting question because, you you know, we've come across lots of people around Australia say, look, we've been coming here for years, we know the locals, we know what it's like, on and on they go. But it's a very interesting question because sometimes I think our judgment can be a little bit clouded by the warm weather, the relaxed lifestyle, <laughs> you know, you're there in a good time usually, unusually relaxing with family or friends or just having some time to yourself. And that doesn't always make up for a great retirement destination and sure. the classic case when my husband and I found was a couple had moved from Melbourne to Port Douglas. Why? Because it had nice holidays there. And so they decided to retire there. And after about 18 months, they decided it was a little bit too hot. I I (laughs) think I could have told them that, (laughs) particularly in summer. Yeah, and you'd think, oh, come on, really? But um, no, so they said, well, it's too hot. And the real estate agents up there said they usually wait 18 months to see how, how many Victorians return. But these oh, people really? didn't actually, re- yeah, these people didn't actually return. They um, went further down the coast to Port Macquarie. Yes. And in a case of um, social compatibility or incompatibility, Mr. Fid fitted in very well. And it was just his ideal spot. But she said, look, I just didn't feel at home. Not necessarily didn't make friends, but she said, it just wasn't my scene. I couldn't find my tribe. Yes. So they then moved down, and I don't know if they're still there, but they were at Marimbula on the uh, south coast of New South Wales and, uh, you know, quite liking it. But as the, everyone sort of gets on a little bit, um, you know, perhaps the pool of family and friends back in Melbourne was a bit too much. And, of course, another move would be another significant cost. The dollar signs are starting to mount up, I'd imagine. <laughs> They certainly are. And so not really wanting just to go back to Melbourne, but they actually wanted to go back to the location they came from. Of course, it was gone through the roof over the years as well. So that's a cautionary tale I like to say to people, you know, go and make sure you can stay in an area for a little while or take a caravan, your wheel estate, as I call it, house swap, do something like that. Make sure you go in awful, awful seasons too. Okay. I love the wheel estate. Yes. (laughs) So seven tips. What's the first one? I think you have to make a checklist of all the things you want in a location and all the things you don't want in a location. Sure. And so if you've got a partner, sit down separately and make the list and then compare them. That could be interesting. Mm. <laughs> could be very interesting. Yes. <laughs> and also, I think some people feel pressured to perhaps move out of their home where they've spent some years. Oh, well, everyone's doing it. Oh, well, maybe it's better for me. So take your time, I think. Don't feel pressured that you have to move. But also really push yourself, see if you can make 10 things that you want in your new location as well. 
Yes. Do most people move or not move when they retire? Well, it's an interesting thing. I haven't come across any exact stats like that from the uh-huh. Australian Bureau of Statistics, but you can actually see the moving of Australia. There was a chart a few years ago that came out from the Bureau of Stats that sort of just basically said people over 65 or people over a certain age were sure. moved from here to there. But these days, with people working longer and uh, doing a whole lot of different things doesn't necessarily mean they're retired when they're moving. But, you know, anecdotally, you'll find that people downsize or upsize, sure. would you believe, or even you know, what I like to call right size, you know, finding exactly where they want to move to. In your list of 10 good things, I guess you could also have a list of things they don't want. Oh, definitely. I think that's a really important thing. See, see, some people just love being away from everyone. Sure. You know, like there's many people that want to be close into town or whatever. There's other people who say, look, I can't stand people. I've been around people all my life or I, I want limited contact perhaps is if it's probably the correct term. Yes. So, you know, it might be something like that. So I think just really sitting down saying, well, what sort of a person are you? What sort's your personality? And what do you really want in a location? I think that's incredibly important. Sure. I'm guessing, for instance, a golfer would want a good golf course. They're the kind of things, yes. <laughs> yeah, a golf course that they can get onto is not too busy, not too crowded in holiday season. Yes. And maybe, you know, some people like after golf experience, the entertainment, the meals, the, sure. you know, the social activities as well. Sure. Tip two? I think you actually have to really, truly go and do your research. Just don't look up, look it up on the internet or read a book or ask your friend. Actually go and visit the different locations and actually go and see what it's like in the holiday season. Yes. Because that's really important. One person used to say, oh, look, it's easy for me to park my car at home and walk down the street <laughs> yes. because it's just so busy. And so people get a bit narky about those things. Um, shops are crowded, for example. Um, the prices can go up in sure. um, you know certain areas because these people have only a certain time to make them reasonable money, I suppose. And there may be shortages of things, but unlikely. So I think you really have to actually go and see what it's like. And I always say go in all times of the day and night because I came across a couple of guys up to the north coast of New South Wales, sure. found their dream block of land overlooking the sea, overlooking the town, and she said, I only wish we'd come up here in the middle of the night because then we could hear trucks groaning up the road. Oh, no. <laughs> so I think that's a really important thing too, is to actually go and visit this location, not only in holiday time, but all times of the holiday season too. Yes. I guess cost of living is an issue too that needs to be looked at. It certainly does because, you know, you don't want to be the place where you can sort of almost map the cost of living over a year, over mm. the holiday season as well. So I know that some places, particularly around Victoria, offer a, a local discount. I don't know how they get away with that, but, you know, yes. I've, I've been in a shop where they've actually said, are you a local? Oh, okay, discount. <laughs> but, uh, you know, those are the sort of irritations, I suppose, you know, regarding the cost of living in a holiday spot. If you're living in the city, the cost of living is actually cheaper in the country, isn't it? So that could be an attraction. Yes, it could, yes. Okay, number three. Number three, I think it's important. Um, having a look at the medical facilities in a holiday spot. You know, can you attract and retain doctors yes. in an area? Is there a hospital? Does it get absolutely frantically busy in holiday season? So, you know, if you've really got something wrong with you, you have to go elsewhere or not go at all. I think that's really important. And uh, are there replacements for doctors and other specialists during a holiday season as well? Because everyone needs a holiday, including specialists and doctors sure. uh, as well. And, you know, having a look at the hospital, I think, is really important too. Um, is there a hospital? Is number one question. And two, do they have an emergency department? Because, you know, all sorts of things can go wrong on a holiday, particularly if you're out and about. 
And I guess if you want to live in an isolated area, you'd have to check that you have access to that in some way. Oh, definitely. You don't want to be waiting for ages for medical facilities to come to you if you really need it or you to you know, get out and go to a medical facility. I'd say the medical facilities range amazingly around Australia from very good to, goodness me, there's no one here sort of thing. Mm. One funny thing we did find out was when we were doing a first edition of Where to Retire in Australia was that wherever you have good lifestyle facilities and golf courses, you tend to have a lot of medical professionals. So, you know, we sort of (laughs) say, jokingly say to people, find out where your doctor's retiring to and follow them. Okay. okay. <laughs> they should know where it is. But yeah, usually you've got a good lifestyle. You've got, you know, quite a good specialist and, and you know, other doctors around as well. But I'd go and actually have a look at the hospital. Um, there's a hospital there, what it's like in the so-called holiday season, even chat to the our various staff and they will tell you exactly what it's like. What's happening there. And we have to remember, retiring means that we're getting older and could need these facilities. You never know. <laughs> yes, you never know. Okay, tip number four. I think you have to have a good look at the security of an area, particularly a, you know, a holiday spot. If you're going to retire to a holiday spot, go and have a chat to the police, which is what we do when we research an area of where to retire, because they will tell you things that perhaps are, well, we can't print often <laughs> about crime in an area, um, nice. about things that are going on. And of course, it's interesting to remember that sometimes there's a spike during the holiday season and the police will say, look, that's often because there's a lot of holiday makers in town and they're a bit more casual about their belongings or they'll you know might be in an apartment or a house and they'll go out and leave their bathroom window open for example and someone might come in or they're putting their handbags down on the floor of a cafe and not really paying attention there it's a much more relaxed lifestyle so they said the opportunity for petty crimes going up is far greater than but I think it's really important to actually go and see um, you know for example is there neighborhood watch I know there's one town in South Australia that has a policy of no neighborhood watch thank you because there's a lot of holiday homes in the area and there's only a few permanent residents in one particular street I'm thinking of and they said we're not going to be a de facto security service we don't want to be sort of doing that and you think oh that's I've never heard that before that's quite interesting but if you go and talk to the the locals and the police they're likely to tell you exactly what's going on and what's happening during a holiday season Hmm. okay and number five Number five, as I said before, I think you have to go and stay there in the off-season. So if it's a a coastal town, maybe it's um, a Victorian town in winter or a Tasmanian town in winter, go there in the middle of the week where there's hardly anyone around probably Sure. and see what it's really like because I think that that's a really good time. And conversely, if you're going to Queensland, for example, well, go up and see what it's like when it's the cyclone season. Could you survive? Could you be there? The other thing is uh, I know that there was a town in coastal Victoria where retirees told me, oh gosh, we didn't realise how many tourists come to the area and how many non-permanent residents are there, but also permanent residents just don't seem to be around or they don't socialise because it is such a tourist town. They said they have found it very, very difficult to live there because these people were quite social. So interesting what different people pick up in different areas. And what different people want. What different people want, exactly. We're just blessed with so many choices in Australia. I think that's part of our problem. That's true, that's true. (laughs) So if they were to live there, how long do you think they should do it as a test drive? 
Well, it's sort of up to each individual and, and you know, can they spend time away, I suppose, and uh, it might be that you do take your caravan or your real estate or your, your house-sitting or whatever, but, I mean, ideally, it'd have to be a few months at least, I'd say. You know, if you could do that several times, that would be even better, but um, everyone's, you know, got different commitments and, uh, you know, different ideas, so it really is up to the individual. Yeah, I came across a guy, Charles was his name, he actually lived in Sydney, wanted to retire near Brisbane, rented his house out for six months, rented a house out there for six months, came back to Sydney, actually hating the place. Oh, really? Because he'd only been there for holidays. Ah. And he discovered that between holidays, there was no one there. <laughs> Didn't like it at all. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, we're social creatures, really. So we do like to have a, a few yes. people around us. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Okay. And number six. Number six, well, I think it's always very important to pick up the local newspaper and, you know, you could subscribe to it for quite a few months of two, of course, but sure. you'll find out really what's happening. You know, what are the issues during a holiday season and what are the concerns during a holiday season? You know, for example, is it overflowing rubbish bins, roadworks, congestion? Um, yes. You know, is there a problem with schoolies? You know, <laughs> you know, they sort of load into some towns and, you know, there's some concerns, of course, but also looking at the security, you know, the headline might be you know, there's been a spate of car thefts or mm. whatever it might be. It could be just simply overcrowding or you know there might be an issue there there will always be an issue in the local paper sure. and uh, you know it's, it's wise to um, you know buy that or if not subscribe to it for quite a while yes yes and a lot of them are online as well so yeah very important you may not have to get a paper copy and number seven Number seven, I think this is really important to look at the uh, real estate options. What are the real estate options of that area that you may be thinking of retiring to? Yes. For example, is there a lot of real estate for sale? Therefore, perhaps there's a problem in trying to sell, you know, if you had to sell again. Oh, yes. Is there so much available that, um, you know, if you did have to sell, there could be some issues there. I also think you have to, um, as I was mentioning before, have a look at streets. Is there a mixture of holiday homes and permanent residence? Sure. Does that concern you? Or maybe it doesn't concern you. And having a look at what the options are in types of real estate in a holiday area. Is it mainly apartments or is it mainly houses? And looking at long-term options for yourself as well. Is there a variety of, say, retirement homes or nursing homes or, you know, units? Whatever you'd like to do. So I think you need to have a look at that as well. And then I think um, having a good look at the holiday homes themselves. I mean, how many people are in some of these homes? Um, are there parking issues? All those niggly little things that happen. Yes. That after a while you think, well, you know, maybe I did or did not make the right move there. So I think there's just some of the issues that you should look at if you're considering retiring to a holiday spot. Yeah. And you'd discover some of those things if you actually went and lived there for a couple of months. We keep coming back to that, I guess. Yes, I think I think that's a really good idea. You know, take your time. Don't feel pressured. Don't feel pressured to move. That's the other thing too. But you know, if you sort of certainly know the area and know all the ins and outs, and of course, a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, where's the best place to retire in Australia?" And I will say, "Well, it really depends on your own checklist, your own individual differences, and do you want to move somewhere?" So, as I often say, today's paradise could very well be tomorrow's busy high street. So we have to look ahead as well. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So the seven tips. Are one, create a checklist, do the research, make sure there are medical facilities that you might need. What's the security like? Go stay there in the off season, check out through the local newspapers, and ask yourself what are the real estate options because you may want to sell. Exactly. You may want to shift again. Yeah. 
That should make for a good decision. Thank you, Jill. There's a lot of sound advice there. Thanks, Bruce. And thank you for listening to the retirenotes.com podcast. Thank you.